Welcome to this week's episode. And if you find sometimes it's hard to turn off from the financial doom and gloom in your economy, in your country, then this is the mindset episode for you. Tune in now to find out how you can recession proof your purpose led business mindset. Hello, hello, and welcome to this month's episode of the Self Sabotage to Success podcast. It is wonderful to have you here, and it's even more amazing this month because just a couple of days ago, on the 30th of September, I celebrated Self Sabotage to Success's birthday. Not the first birthday, but the second birthday, which feels really unbelievable to me that we're already at two years. Self-sabotage to success is already a toddler. And I love toddlers. I don't have a kind of negative association with toddlers. So I'm happy to be resting in self-sabotage to success's toddlerdom. And I just want to say a huge, huge thank you to everyone who has listened to the podcast since the beginning, back when it was called Resign and Shine. To those of you who have listened more recently who've joined me in the past couple of months when I've had a real uptick in listener numbers. And that's also really exciting as well because when I was posting on LinkedIn last week about um, the podcast hitting its second birthday, I thought, oh, I better check my stats and see where my download numbers are. I tend not to look as frequently these days. I used to look so frequently in the early days of the podcast to make sure I wasn't just speaking into the abyss. Um, and I took a look at the podcast stats last week and I am well over 44,000 downloads and listens which blows my mind that is just a number that is a bit too big for me to fathom in terms of different times people have chosen to listen to the self-sabotage to success podcast and I also know that part of the success of the podcast is people like you who have shared it with others who've shared it with workmates who've shared it with fellow entrepreneurs who have shared it with friends and family and said you know what even if you're not a purpose-led business owner you'll still find something of value in this podcast. So thank you so much from the bottom of my heart because I love this podcast. It is my fourth baby, as I often say to people. And it's something that is, has just given me so much as well as being able to provide a resource, as one of my lovely listeners said last week for you. It's given me so much too in terms of thinking about these topics on a deeper level, in terms of supporting more people than I can support in my coaching and my consultancy work. So just to start the episode there with a, a, a massive dollop of gratitude and thanks to everyone for sticking with the podcast championing it and just giving me that wonderful feedback that I get from the emails I receive, from the comments on social media, from the clients who say, hey, I listened to this recent podcast of yours and it was really helpful. I went back to it. I love that. It's so, so lovely for me to receive that dialogue between listener and, and me. So thank you so, so much. Well, this month, I've got a topic that I think is really, really important. And it's especially important for my UK listeners um, and probably my US listeners too, because we are in the UK entering into, have entered into a recession and financial times are incredibly 
difficult for those of you who are living in the UK. There is a cost of living crisis, if you're not aware, and you're from a different part of the world. And energy prices in particular are through the roof. And now there's been a devaluation of the pound. I mean, I've this is not an economic podcast. Heaven forbid I did one of those. But I'm just giving a kind of rough top line in terms of the situation in the UK at the moment. And I think this is going to, it's predicted to spill out into the US at some point soon and probably around the world. So today's episode, I wanted to address that. I wanted to talk about how you can mindset recession proof your business and your life actually, because at times of recession, similar to times of COVID or times of war, like we've experienced and and still are sadly experiencing in the last couple of years, we really do have to do some extra work to keep our mindset safe and healthy. And it really felt this week when I was deciding what my monthly podcast episode was going to be about, that it had to address this on some level. Because even if your country that you're in at the moment is not having such difficulties with the recession, with cost of living, even in that situation, and I think there's elements of it everywhere, We all have times when the external and the outside world can really feel like it is ganging up on us and like it is overwhelming us in terms of the bad news stories, in terms of the media we consume, and in terms of the way that that fills our minds with overthinking, with worry, and with added challenge in terms of what it is we're trying to achieve in our day-to-day lives and in our day-to-day business. And it's interesting because in my work, I work both with purpose-led entrepreneurs and I also work with organizations. And something that hit me this week is that organizations, big organizations, have got this sorted out. They don't fear recession in the same way. And actually, I was on a call with my own coach, Jessica Lorimer, who was talking about this exact issue, about how organizations recession-proof their businesses they plan for it, they manage it into their cycles and into their risk planning, and they even see it as an opportunity. And that's not in a kind of toxic positivity sense at a big business level. I'll talk to you about toxic positivity in a moment. But it's in terms of the practicalities of what has happened historically in recessions, where companies who carry on investing in their people, who carry on innovating and investing in their services and their products, do well out of recessions. Because whilst a lot of their competition falls by the wayside, they are able to come back stronger. And anyway, this got me thinking about how we can recession-proof our business mindsets as purpose-led entrepreneurs, as individuals. How can we recession-proof our mindsets and how can we worry less and and use this time, which could be quite a roller coaster from personal perspectives, from business perspectives. How can we use it wisely? How can we thrive through a recession, despite the fact that things are very difficult in the outer world, in the, in the part of the world that we can't control? In terms of the structure for today's session, I'm going to begin with a little pre-warning about toxic positivity. You know, that's something I like to bring up. And that's going to be my first section of today's podcast. Then I'm going to move on to labeling 
And how labeling and calling something out and giving something a name can help us or hinder us in terms of managing our business mindsets, managing our overall mindset during a period of time like we are entering into now in terms of financial difficulty and macro factors that we cannot control. Thirdly, I'm going to discuss the importance of regular mindset work during the recession. I'll be giving some tips and some suggestions for how you can keep your mindset a huge priority for you in the months and possibly years ahead. Finally, my final section will be about cultivating a more business-minded mindset in terms of how you approach these next few uh, quarters, years, however we're measuring time, and how we can switch our brain into that more entrepreneurial and more business and more robust mindset to charter these uh, difficult, difficult times and to really help us deal with the headwinds that are out with of our control. So let's get started. Now, I I promised you a little moment on toxic positivity. And you know, if you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, that I'm not going to tell you to just stick a smile on your face and pretend that life isn't difficult. Even if things like the cost of living crisis aren't yet directly affecting you, I know that you'll know people who it's affecting. You'll be aware of the serious upset, the serious stress and strain that is being placed on people. And it it is incredibly sad. It's really, really difficult. And my suggestion with that is that you take steps that you can take, whether that's for yourself and adjusting your expenses, whether that's following the amazing Martin Lewis, for those of you who are in the UK, to find out when those gaps, when those chinks of light and hope are going to come forward so that you can fix your energy or you can help someone else that's close to you fix their energy. So doing those practical things is really, really important. And secondly, if you can build up that sense of giving back and helping in other ways, whether that's donating to the food bank, whether that is being a shoulder to cry on or helping someone who's really struggling, whenever possible, if we can give back to others, it really helps fill our own cup. It's that altruism that can really impact how we feel about ourselves and give ourselves an uptick in our own happiness. And this obviously is from a place of if you feel up to this, if you feel capable, if you don't feel like you are in the place to support others right now, you must concentrate on the self-compassion, on the self-care, on the self-love that you need to get through difficult times. But if you have a little bit of extra capacity at the moment, then looking outward and helping those around you can be a really good way of feeling less desperate about the state of things. But importantly, this episode is not about toxic positivity. I would hate for that to be the case. So let's move on to what it is I want to talk to you about today. And the first area of this topic is that word labeling. Now, when we hear a word like recession, the media uses a word like recession, or they use a word like pandemic, or they use a word like war it gives us that immediate reaction. It gives us a very fight or flight response. It feels really scary. And 
we need to be mindful of those labels and how they can affect us and impact us on a subconscious level, on a level where on top of everything else we're juggling, those labels are flashing around our heads. My daughter quoted back to me, I'm sure, although I think maybe she'd seen this quote at school as well, the very famous Henry Ford quote, which is, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. And she was so proud of herself for remembering this quote. And I was very proud of her for being so uh, positive psychology focused in her remembrances. But what's interesting with that quote is it reminds us that our bodies and our brains are listening. If we tell our brains and our bodies that we can do something, we're likely to be able to make that happen. If we tell ourselves alternatively that we're not going to be able to do it, our brains and our body and our subconscious is listening to that too and is likely to make that a self-fulfilling prophecy. Now, what does this have to do with labeling in terms of the recession? Well, once, and this happens on a macro level too, once we're told we're in recession, we start to feel different. We start to imagine a slightly different world that we're living in. We start to think of different possibilities and opportunities for ourselves that are muted now because this word has been thrown around. So I would really encourage you to be mindful of the labels and the effect that they're having on you. That might mean that you want to reduce your media consumption. It might mean that you want to have a strategy for if you see something really scary about mortgages, that you have a response that you're going to do something positive for your business or something positive and lovely with your family. Like having something in place that will protect you and buffer you from these this language, from some of the fear and the scariness that's outside in the world at the moment. Now, in some ways, labeling can be really useful. I talk about labeling as a positive when I run my imposter syndrome workshops for organizations, because actually when we recognize that imposter syndrome, for example, is a thing or catastrophizing is a thing that more than just us find difficult, it takes away some of its power. So wherever possible, if you can also look for the universal in the word, in the label, in the difficulty, try and utilize that to make it feel less scary, to make it feel like it's not just you alone dealing with this. It's something wider and broader that you do have the skills and talents to overcome. And with that, it brings me nicely onto the third part of this podcast episode, which is about the importance of maintaining and regularizing your mindset work during this period. Now, one of the first and best ways that you can do that is by booking onto a self-sabotage breakthrough call with me and us chatting about how I can support you during the next six months, the next 12 months, and how I can really help you keep your mindset tip top. So if that's something you've been thinking about doing for a while, do click on the link in the show notes or go to my website, lucyorton.com and book onto an anti-self-sabotage breakthrough call so that we can chat and I can discuss with you your issues, your mindset uh, difficulties, whether that's procrastination, whether that's building up your self-esteem and self-belief, or whether it's just having that accountability partner who will be with you in the next iteration of your business get in touch and we can put our heads together and see how we might work together going forward. 
Now, if you don't uh, feel ready to work with me at the moment, there are still plenty of things you can do to keep your mindset and your foundations of that mindset really in good shape over the next six to 24 months, which is what the estimates are in terms of the recession in the UK. It won't surprise you to hear me say that at the root of maintaining your mindset during difficult times is creating that self-compassion for yourself and what you're going through and also cultivating a real sense of belief that you can get through this. I highly recommend you going back and listening to the episode I did a couple of months ago about the Stockdale paradox because that is really useful in times of difficulty. Um, But just to bring it back to this maintenance for now, this mindset maintenance over the next year or so, I want you to really prioritize that self-compassionate inner voice, that building of your own self-esteem rather than breaking it down. And to do that, my tips for you today are going to be about noticing and gratitude. So we've talked in the past about gratitude and I always want to move on from gratitude. I don't want to just focus on gratitude. I want to be thinking about uh, what comes after that and how we can also really cite ourselves within any kind of noticing that we do. But today I want us to think about them together and to combine them. And I want you to really start a practice, if you haven't done this already, of noticing the things that are good in the world around you. And secondly, the things that are good because of you, the things that you have impacted. And this might mean celebrating your wins. It might mean sharing with friends when things are going well. It might be having an accountability partner like a coach, which means that once a month or once every couple of weeks, you have a session where you focus on your own awesome, on the things that you're achieving, on the steps that you're taking to get to the solutions and the end stage that you want to be for your goals, for your business, for the the month that you're in. So I really recommend that. I recommend that you build on that gratitude style list with a real sense of where you are in that What did you do? Where did you push yourself? Where did you achieve? What did you do this week that you're not even noticing on a conscious level, but that others around you would be looking open, mouth open wide, thinking, how did she do it? How did she achieve that? That's incredible. So really it is a reminder to get that regularity up because that will help you build your self-esteem. It will help you remain feeling powerful in this world, which can make us feel quite disempowered. And it will also keep you focused in terms of what it is you can impact rather than all of the noise and the difficulty that is in the outside world. And that segues me really nicely as well into the final section of this podcast, which is about how do you cultivate that entrepreneurial and business mindset in a recession? How do you start to look at a recession and a period of difficulty as a chance for growth and change and greater purpose? Well, just before we dig into that, I want to harken back to the early days of COVID. And I know that that was such a reckoning for so many people because they got the time to think about things from a different angle. 
and start to assess things and make changes and small innovations and move themselves into a different place, which is why at the end of COVID, organizations and companies saw the great resignation and the great reassessment where people were like, nope, not doing this anymore. So if we can imagine this period of recessive economic issues in the same mold as that, as a time where we can jump off and we can take stock even though we might also have to be doing some things to help us survive, to help us uh, create new revenue streams, new opportunities, that's okay. But if we can also keep in the back of our mind that things are going to come out of this and approach this season like a business might approach it, as a time of opportunity, not just a time of scarcity and fear. Now, one of the ways we can think about this in really practical terms is to consider some of the typical common mindset gremlins and how we might view them if we were putting our business mindset head on. If we were looking at it from a few meters back and if we were having that more pragmatic approach to what was really going on. So the first of those mindset gremlins, which I think is is good to run this lens through, is overthinking. In a business, there'd be units that are dealing with certain elements of how they're going to get through this next difficult state. And there will be people in different segments who have different roles and responsibilities. They will be hyper-focused. Now, when you're an entrepreneur and a solopreneur and a purpose-led business person, you don't necessarily have a huge team behind you. You might just have one or two people that are assisting you. um, And you might also know that they're very put upon with their workloads. Now, this is all the more reason that you don't get stuck in overthinking. And in fact, try and have that very practical headset on with any decision that you're making, thinking, I need to make a choice here. And a choice at this moment in time is better than procrastinating, is better than dithering, is better than worrying about which is the right or wrong answer. Go with your instincts, go with the all of those experiences that have got you to this state already. Because oftentimes you have so much experience that means that when you make a decision, if you've percolated on it overnight, for example, it, do you know what? It's going to be pretty good. And if it's not, nothing is undoable. No failure is, is one that you can't bounce back from. So I really uh, encourage you to avoid overthinking as big businesses are not doing that in the recession. They are being very precise and very decisive in their thinking. The second element of cultivating this more business-oriented mindset is not comparing. Staying in your lane and thinking about what is right for you. Looking at your business with your why and all of the things that you've thought about, about what it is that gets you up in the morning, what you're passionate about, what you're great at doing, and stay in your lane. Don't compare on social media. Don't look across at other people's successes or failures and think that they have anything to do with what you're doing. Because actually, if you focus on what it is that's going well, what it is that you're good at, you're going to find that you feel so much more energized in terms of your mindset. And that also is true of strengths. I've talked about strengths on the podcast before, but wherever during difficult times you can find more ways of staying within your zone of genius, staying within those tasks that you're good at, that inspire you and that energize you, you're going to find that you work more productively and more happily. 
So as well as avoiding overthinking, staying away from comparison and staying in our own lane and playing to your strengths as a purpose-led entrepreneur, I also think one of the essential things you can do in a recession is remember that things are not black and white, that there may be opportunity for you, that there may be good that comes out of this, there may be difficulty too, for sure, but also there may be new ideas. And when we can stay in that gray area, it feels a lot less scary. It feels a lot less scaremongering and it can feel much more hopeful. So I'd really encourage you wherever possible to remember that life and business and purpose their business is rarely black and white. There's that shade of gray in the middle where you can, you can spend some time wondering and thinking and planning for eventualities that are not necessarily the first that we go to when we think of the word recession. So I hope that this has been a useful episode and I hope it's made you feel a little bit more upbeat if you are facing an economy where things are going badly and things are looking a little bit terrifying. This podcast episode was intended to really give you that insight into when you operate a business you can tap into a bit more of a pragmatic scientific mindset around something like recession. And you can marry that with the mindset work we've talked about so many times on the podcast. In terms of filling your mindset cup, this is episode, I believe, 82 now of the Self-Sabotage to Success podcast. So there is a whole library of positive psychology infused insights, coaching and help for you to give you that boost. And I recommend you use this resource or if you would like to give me a shout and we will arrange that anti-self-sabotage breakthrough call because there is no time like now to invest in yourself, that robust mindset and your future as an impact-driven purpose-led entrepreneur. When I look at the big companies and when I look at the governments around the world, I'd like a little bit more purpose-led entrepreneur action out there. So I'm always behind you. I'm always championing you and your purpose-led business. And I'm here for you during difficult times as well as during the easier times. So with that in mind, take care. And I will speak to you next month on the Self-Sabotage to Success podcast. Bye for now. Bye for now.